Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again, everybody. It is Dan Elbert here, and this is episode 54 of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, where the whole point is to get the promises of God into the people of God and to just keep coming back week after week and reminding you that all of God's promises, A-L-L, all of them are true, which means they're all true for you, my friend. They're all true for you. Today, we are going to look at a New Testament verse from the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 26. And um, I'm going to quote from the New Living Translation. And it says, and this is a direct quote, These are words in red. So this is something that Jesus himself said. It says, with God, everything is possible. Matthew 19, verse 26, New Living Translation. With God, everything is possible. This is is a big deal. Huge promise here. Huge. Now, none of God's promises are ever what I would describe as being small. I mean, just by nature of the vastness of, of who God is, the God who makes these promises is so huge, so vast, that how can his small, his promises really be anything but big? They can't be small, if you get what I'm saying, like, because our God is not, he's not a small God. He makes big promises. And boy, does he get glory when he fulfills his big promises? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. But this one, this one's kind of like huge. It's like supersized. It covers everything. It really does. I mean it. It really does cover every single thing. Um, And I say that because of what the verse says. With God, everything is possible. So this verse really does cover everything. So two things I just want to take note of right off the bat. Number one, what is the verb in this sentence? The verb is, is. The verb is, is the verb in this sentence. I-S, is. That's present tense, folks. Right now, right now, with God, everything is possible. In this very moment, no matter what is happening all around you, with God, everything is possible. This is, like for real, a present tense promise. Number two, point number two, God is not a liar. God is not a liar. This is important to remind ourselves of like all the time, every single day. And I know that you know that this is true, but I just got to got to remind you of something all the way back in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, in the very beginning, the serpent, Satan, was working to convince Adam and Eve that God was holding out on them, that God was you know, potentially, possibly, probably lying to them. You will not surely die is what Satan, the serpent said to them. Um, You know, Satan is always trying to convince us that God is lying on some level. He may not outright whisper that in your ear, uh, but you know, he's always trying to work that angle. And so the reason that I want to make this point, point number two, God is not a liar and encourage you to remind yourself of it regularly. Uh, say it out loud if you possibly can. God is not a liar and, and speak it to 
the devil. Like, hey, devil, guess what? Let me just remind you of this one thing, Satan. God is not a liar. God is not a liar. Uh, It's because if Satan is coming at us in one area on repeat, like if there's something you know that you know that you know your your arch nemesis is going to do, where he's going to be trying to hit you below the belt and take those kidney shots or whatever it might be, you know, like if you know what's coming, you're going to kind of want to be shored up and prepared in that exact area. Well, this is one of those areas. I can't paint a picture for you and say in your life, Satan is going to attack you here over and over again. I can't other than this one area where I know this is where he's going to hit because he's been hitting God's people with this from the very beginning, from the get-go. It's like his go-to. It's just what he does. It's his MO. So, you know, he has his uh, marching orders that he's doling out to his little minions who do his evil bidding. And we have to, we have to know that. We have to not be overly um, naive. And like, you know, so if you even start getting that sense even a little bit, like, I don't know, what if God doesn't show up for me this time? You know what? God is not a liar. God is not a liar. God is not a liar. With God, everything is possible. That's your present tense promise. So you feel free to say that out loud. If you need to, I would encourage you even to say it with me right now. God is not a liar. You speak to that fear and you tell it the absolute immovable, solid like a mountain-sized boulder truth that your God does not lie. When you're struggling, remember this. Tell this to yourself. This is how I say it. Hey, Jan, God's not a liar. God's not a liar. Uh, It really will encourage you. And you want to encourage yourself as well as encouraging others. You really do. Maybe you haven't thought about that in a while, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, before you go uh, spend time in your, your prayer closet, or maybe you've got a comfortable chair and that's where you do your devotional time in the morning. There's nothing wrong with before you go pray for your friend who's requested prayer for this one big need that you're going to pray God's truth over, right? That you know, God is not a liar and he, he is going to move in this situation. Um, He's not to do our bidding. He's not at our beck and call, but he will move. Before you go pray over them, you can also pray over yourself that you would have any area where maybe you don't even know or you don't notice that that doubt is creeping in. Just pray that you would be more solid in the Lord. Pray over yourself. Encourage yourself. Lord, help me to know in a new way today that you are not a liar. I'm telling you, it's encouraging. It's a good thing to do. You can preach to yourself. I do it um, regularly and Uh, You know, just saying God's, and I do that mainly by praying God's word and speaking God's word out loud. That's all it takes. So this isn't some, you know, maybe hippie stuff or whatever. This isn't some like go commune with nature kind of, that stuff is not on my radar because it's just bunk to be quite honest. It's just, I don't need to go try to talk to a tree to get, that's just ridiculousness. Communing with nature is not a thing. Just, just, it's just not God. It's the creation I'm going to go commune with the creator who happens to be my Abba Father because I know Jesus. And the main way that I remind myself God is not a liar is by telling myself what God's word says. And I do it out loud as often as I can. At the end of the day, I need Jesus. At the beginning of the day, I need Jesus. In the middle of the day, I need Jesus. In the middle of the night, I need Jesus. I don't need a self-help book per se. I need Jesus always, always. So God is not a liar And that verb is, is your present tense verb. So just remember those things from this episode. And I think you could actually pretty easily remember the whole verse, Matthew 19, 26, with God, everything is possible. 
is is your present tense verb and God is not a liar. Easy to remember that this is like, this has like the ideal takeaway. If it were a pastor preaching a message on this, I mean, you'd already have like your, you know, memorizing the verse and then those two key points, you've got your two points. So you could easy takeaway, which is ideal. You don't want to overwhelm yourself if you're just starting out maybe with Bible memorization or maybe for your kids. This is a good verse for even a youngster. I think a three-year-old a two-year-old probably could memorize this verse. With God, everything is possible. Matthew nineteen twenty-six. Okay, so um, that's the right now in this exact point in your life verb that God wants you to hear. Really is He's moving. He is moving. The great I am is moving on your behalf. I have prayed this verse over my listeners today. Over and by my listeners, nobody belongs to me. But by I don't know how else to say it. By everyone who will listen to this podcast, whether it's when it goes live uh, in February of 2021 or somewhere down the road, I've prayed that you will know that with God, everything is possible and that you will know that God is not a liar in your right now moment. That sometimes that's all we need, just something we can hang on to today, right now, today. I look, I don't need a bunch of stuff to hang on to for tomorrow. God's going to gonna give me what I need for tomorrow. For today, I need it now. I don't need it for yesterday. Yesterday's done. I need it now it's like oxygen. And so if this is your oxygen today, thank the Lord and keep speaking this word out loud over your life, over your, maybe your kids' lives, whatever that point of need is, you speak this to your mountain, right? I mean, this can be your mustard seed sized faith for today with God, everything is possible. And you know what? That's enough. That's enough faith to begin to move that mountain. God responds to faith. We see that over and over again in the four gospels. Um, it would be a good study to do if you need something to do with your kids sometime over the summer. Maybe you're thinking about what should we study in the Bible. They could study how Jesus responded to faith in the New Testament. And uh, it's inspiring. It's encouraging. So if this is your faith for today, um, that's enough. It's enough. Jesus said the size of a mustard seed. It's enough. Okay, so now let's take one situation like as an example, and apply this verse to that situation, okay? Just like, so you can maybe start thinking about how to apply these things, these promises I share to your situation. So I'm a mom, I've got five kids, they're all adults now. And I was a homeschooler from preschool through high school graduation. Now I do things like, obviously, I podcast. Um, I speak sometimes at conferences, and usually those are online now, thanks to COVID. Um, I've written some and it might seem like the next, the logical thing for somebody to do who homeschooled and who wrote a ton of product reviews. And, you know, I wrote for some homeschool magazines. I have this homeschool blog that I still kind of maintain. Like, you know, it seems like, yeah, sure. Of course, Jan, that makes sense. You're doing this stuff you're doing today because you did all that other stuff yesterday and the day before and so on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true that things tend to build on other things, right? And if you never take a step forward, you're either going to stay exactly where you are or you're going to move backwards. I think maybe I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to hear that today. If you, if God is calling you to take some step forward and you're hesitant, you're nervous, you're putting it off, you're delaying, right? I just want to tell you that if you don't step forward, you're either going to stay where you are, which means nothing changes. And that's, you know, a good, good outcome, a good way that the scenario plays out. But what often happens is we end up moving backwards. I don't want that for you. I promise you the Lord does not want that for you. He wants you taking new territory for the kingdom of God. He wants you to grow in faith and in the fruit of the spirit. And if he's called you to take that step forward, please take it. 
take it. So that's normal. Things tend to build on prior things, right? And logical next steps are not, they're not always outside of God's will. Okay. So I'm not saying that, but here's something to think about. I never really planned to do any sort of writing or anything like that outside of the homeschool world. I really didn't. I kind of figured that, um, our kids were going to go to college. My husband kind of thought this too, and they would step into their adult lives. And then I would get some kind of a quote unquote normal job out outside of the house is what I mean by, you know, pre 2020 normal. Um, I don't really know what a normal job is per se, especially at this point in time, being at home is not that weird anymore. But to me, like blogging and writing from magazines and, um, you know, doing online Zoom call type conferences and things, that just did not seem like, that's not what I would have dubbed a normal job. It was somewhat out of the norm, I guess, is the best way to describe it. So like most people, uh, you know, at least they didn't used to work from home. Most people didn't work from home. It was, it's not rare now, but man, it was rare, even a couple of years ago. It just seemed to me to be a different way to spend my time post-raising and homeschooling our children. And it's different than like my daughter who has a a wedding photography business. Yeah, that is a different level of work from home. Mine is kind of like, it can feel a little more uh, bouncing around and drifty. Like, so what are you doing this week? Well, this week I'm going to send off an article for this magazine, um, record a podcast on this Bible verse, and I'm doing a live webinar thing over here. And next week, I might be writing two chapters of my book. I mean, you see, it's like I'm not doing one thing, and it feels a little bit strange. Okay, not at all what I thought I was going to do. It just seemed a different way to spend my time post-homeschooling, post-raising kids. Um, my husband had some ideas about me working outside the home, too. It was like one day... I got to speak at a homeschool conference and then that started happening more and more. And now I get invites and I actually, uh, I say no, probably more than I say yes. Um, my daughters, uh, my husband, I had them listen to that first pre-recorded session that I sent off and uh, I had managed to record like the whole 45 minutes without doing any edits. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I guess that's okay. I didn't totally butcher it for my first time speaking. Okay, yeah. Um, and they were like, no, this actually is better than okay. One of my girls was like, wait, this is my mom? Like that I grew up hearing as my homeschool teacher my whole life? I almost can't believe it's mom. And they were like, hey, you know, maybe you should consider a podcast. Like, I think you could do that. I think, you know, you're you're not such a terrible speaker. Maybe think about that. Pray about that. I had no clue, no idea what a podcast entailed. I I had not even listened to any podcast except when my husband would share little snippets of one of the ones that he was listening to. So I bought a book, um, bought a couple books. One of them was Podcasting for Dummies. Gotta love those yellow dummies books. And I just thought I could give it some thought. Now, mind you, my ability to work a full-time job outside the home was totally like stop short circumvented due to issues with my heart and just how much I could really do or how little I could really do on a daily basis before being totally wiped out. I mean, I'm doing really well right now, but at that point in time, uh, there's just no way I couldn't commit to doing a full-time job outside the home. I mean, sometimes even just doing three hours of, of stuff for the youth group, my husband and I, uh, led back then that was like, I might be almost not bedridden, but I would just be pretty much, 
I could have been bedridden very easily for two or three days after that. If I led my small group on Thursday night, uh, you know, youth on Wednesday, small group on Thursday, I might not be really doing okay until the following Wednesday morning when I would have to make myself be doing okay to go to a leadership uh, thing for the small group that I led Thursday night. So look, it wasn't, um, it's not where I, not what I thought my life would look like at that point. Never in a million years would I have guessed that that is how things were going to look. Anybody want to put their hand up and say, I feel you. That resonates with me. My life is not at all what I thought it would look like. Look, hang with me. I'm going somewhere with this. And I think this is, um, actually, I don't think. I trust the Lord's leading. I think this is going to be something that somebody needs to hear. So I'm not just talking to hear myself talk, I promise. So I learned how to podcast as in, all of it, all the things, uh, enveloping the sound on the intro, exporting audio files, how to use recording software, what software I absolutely don't like, uh, how to have semi-decent sound, how to make a favicon, blah, 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 blah. It was, it was a lot. That's like not even touching the, I'm not scratching the surface with that. I don't know of podcasters, um, very many who do every single bit of their weekly show on their own without a VA or just some other external help. It was a steep learning curve. I would never have tried it had I known how much I would have to learn and how tricky it would be. And then, you know, based on one little thing that I've been doing when reading a promise from the Bible, when I see that word will, and I underline it two times, I double underscore, and I say the verse out loud, really emphasize that word will. God will do what he says he will do. God always will do exactly what he says that he will do. That started to change the way I thought about what God had promised. And so, of course, I've been sharing that via this podcast for 54 episodes now. I had some requests um, to consider putting things into a written format. Some people who listen who are like, man, I'm a, I'm a give me a book in hand kind of girl. I'm a written down kind of girl. So I kind of went off on a limb, went off on a tangent, out on a limb. I didn't go off on a limb, out on a limb, off on a tangent sort of. And honestly, it was about five weeks or so. And I wrote a book uh, from like, an initial idea to a finished book for sale out on the interweb. So that's not something I could ever do. This, me talking to you right now and you listening, my book is available right now as part of a subscription box for the month of February in 2021. I've been invited to speak at more online events than I can possibly do. That's my impossibility. That's my impossibility. And there's there's way more than this. I could go on and on. There's one really super big thing I did that I never ever in a zillion years would have thought I could do because I could not, could not, could not do it. And I'm not sharing about that thing right now. It's sort of my favorite thing I get to work on right now, but I could never do it. I never dreamed it would be what it has become. Um, and then, you know, I was going through some prayer sheets that I'd written out years ago. And guess what? Um, cause if you don't write down prayer requests, I, you, I, I encourage you to do that. Keep a note in your phone. It's so good when you go back and see what God put on your heart to pray about how you did what he asked you to do and prayed, interceded about that thing. And then how he answered, how he moved. It's super cool. That's why I like writing down, uh, prayer requests because, you know, you get to kind of, there's a lot we forget. You might think, oh, I'll never forget God answering this. And then um, there've been things I've written down. I go back through and it's like, oh, I totally forgot that. And it was such a big thing. So glad I wrote that down. So I was going through some old prayer sheets and um, I'd written down several things the Lord had sort of given to me, things I sensed he was saying that I would do, that I was going to do. But none of these things seemed like they fit me or like I could get them done. And I think that was um, gosh, I think it was in April of, 
I don't know what year, 2017, maybe, maybe 2018. But, um, you know, it was really, it's amazing to look back. It's only, so it's only been a few years, but it was, this stuff has pretty much all come to pass. And those are the things that I have been doing. God literally did what was impossible. He just enabled me to do what I never dreamt that I could do. Okay, now let's think about your life. We need to think about your life. I'm, I, this has already been my experience. I'm talking to you. This is for you. Do you have a health issue? Do you have financial issue? Do you have relationship issues? Do you have some problems at your workplace? Is your extended family like in a state of duress or just a flat out mess? Does your life look totally unlike you and maybe your spouse or your friends thought it was going to look right now? Let me just read once more the words of Jesus that we find in Matthew 19, 26. With God, everything is possible. If it's your health, it's possible with him. Your job, your career, it's possible with him. Your relationships, no matter how messed up they are, everything is possible with God. But remember, this verse covers over every single thing. So there's some stuff coming in your future, right? And you have no idea what it may be. Uh, when some of those things come onto the scene, you might like feel like you want to run and hide, like to feel like they just, they don't make sense. This is not at all what I thought would be coming next. This is just too much for me. This is too different. This is too far outside of my comfort zone. I'm not equipped for this. No, just no, this can't be right. What do I, what am I supposed to do with this? I've been handed this, this, you know, messy pile of ingredients and I'm supposed to turn it into something and I can't do it. I just want to encourage you to really pray big things. Pray, pray big things and pray things through before you shove them aside. But what I mean by pray big things is sometimes that stuff comes to you and you're like, I don't know how to turn this into something decent. Well, yeah, of course not. How can you? But God, but God, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Pray big over whatever that mess is that you feel like got dropped in your lap, came out of left field, it doesn't make any sense, it's not a good fit for you. Before you even really get too deep into trying to dig your way out of a hole that you somehow just got dropped in, that is just, you're trying to climb, you're scaling Mount Everest and you have never even uh, put on those, um, you know, you don't even have like a, an axe, a, a snow pick, like how are you going to climb this thing? You don't know what you're doing. Look, pray big things first. Pray big things first. You may not even know a big thing to pray, but you can still say, Lord, you do something big here. You do something so big here that I will never forget that you showed up and did the miraculous, the literally the supernatural. When God moves in supernatural ways in your life, you want to, you want to, you want to take note of that. You want that to happen. Sometimes the only way that happens is when we get handed a bunch of stuff that's like, ugh, I can't do anything with this. You, you're in good company. If you're in a place where you can't do anything with the stuff that you've been handed, I want you to pray big things and then pray it all the way through before you shove it aside. Don't just shove it aside. Don't say, yeah, I don't think I'm going to ever have a podcast. That's ridiculous. I shove that aside. Just take time to ask God, are these some impossible things that he wants to work out in your life? Who are we to stand in his way when he's moving and he's working? But often we're the only ones standing in our own way, right? We're stopping him from working and doing what he wants to get done because we just, that impossible thing, 
um, we can quote the verse about with God, everything is possible, but we kind of take that and we think what that really applies to is I'm having a hard time with this project at work and God's going to help me get it done. Yes, he will. But is that actually impossible? Or is that kind of like, it is possible. It just might take you 30 hours of work instead of five, or, you know, you could just watch the right YouTube video. Eventually you could figure it out or ask for help for somebody or get it done. Maybe not real well, but it would be done. That's not exactly an impossibility right? I mean, that's not really impossible. You know the stuff I'm talking about. People who have cancer and then the cancer is gone on the next scan, that's impossible. They didn't have any way of taking care of that, grabbing hold of it and handling it for themselves. And we're Americans, man, we're good at grabbing hold of stuff and handling it, right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of what we're raised up to do. We can John Wayne things all day long, you know, give me a little duct tape and I'll figure it out. Look, That's not the impossible stuff I'm talking about. We get in the way of the impossible. We so quickly just shove it aside and don't even give it a second thought. But I want to encourage you not to do that. Not to do that. Consciously or unconsciously, take those big messes and pray them through and pray big over them. Um, As quickly as you begin to realize that this is overwhelming you, as quickly as you can, that's the perfect point in time to pray. Don't let your ideas about life get in the way of living the life that God has laid out before you. Let me say that again. Do not let your ideas about life get in the way of living the actual life that God has laid out, set out before you. We do this all the time. And if we just keep doing that, what impossibilities are we missing out on? A lot of them. That's that's what more than you probably would ever uh, want to be able to recount. The impossible stuff is often going to surprise us. You know, it may come packaged in ways that uh, we never could have dreamed. We don't want to open that gift. I already know that's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be a long road to hoe. I don't want to open this. I know that having some of my best blessings, the biggest impossibilities become realities for me. A lot of those um, came wrapped up and this is just so far and I'm not done, but a lot of my biggest impossibilities Becoming realities in my life came wrapped up in a diagnosis of bigeminy, premature ventricular contractions and ventricular tachycardia that goes supra at times. And, uh, you know, it was wrapped up in basically I was diagnosed with, I do not speak over myself that I have this anymore. I stopped saying that. Many doctors, many cardiologists have diagnosed me with heart failure. I don't believe I live under heart failure. Okay. So if you have a diagnosis, you can do the same thing. You can say, I might've been diagnosed with that and I'm wise. I listen to the authorities above me. I do what my doctors say. I take my medication twice a day and I'm, I'm not chugging down tons of caffeine that can really push me into uh, a super tachycardia event. That's not cool, but I don't live under it and say, well, I usually only live five years. I guess I'm five years in probably going to die this year. I don't, you can't, don't do that. If that's you don't speak death over yourself ever. You speak life. Your death date is written um, by God alone, and you keep it that way. Don't shorten your life. Don't speak death over yourself, and don't speak death over other people either. Don't do it. I'm telling you, speak life. Speak a better word. Speak a better word. Speak life. But it all came wrapped up in that horrible diagnosis, so many of these things. Do you have some horrible gift that you've been given? And is there something wrapped up in there that maybe you haven't even bothered to look at because you just, you're just... You, you like tore a little bit off the edge and you looked at it and you saw what was in there and then you just set it aside. Is there stuff that you're just not even going to think about dealing with because you're just not going to go there? That's horrible. You already know it's horrible and you can't see beyond the horribleness to see what impossibilities might take place there. 
you just never know. You never know what amazing things could be wrapped up in that really icky, yucky thing that you didn't want. Be honest, talk to God, tell him you didn't want it, and then pray it through, pray it through. Um, You know, my thinking was, I write, I don't speak. That's what I thought. But you know what? You don't know that maybe God says, oh, hey there. Hey there, actually, you are going to do that, you know, because he takes impossible things and he gets them done in our lives. God takes impossible things and he gets them done in my life, in your life. Spend some time praying about this. Ask him, ask the Lord to lead you into the impossible. The stuff that he says is going to glorify him because he knows what will bring him glory. Don't nix anything. Don't nix anything because it's impossible. We read this verse and we know it's true. And we love to see it happening in the lives of our friends and our family. Remember the old MCI long distance plan, the friends and family plan, like back when a phone call costs like 25 cents if you're calling outside of your area, 25 cents a minute if you're calling out of your area code. Yeah, you better make that call on Sunday afternoon or you couldn't afford it. Like, yeah, some of y'all don't know about those days. And trust me, they were not fun. Uh, We read it. We read this promise and we believe it. And then we turn right around and we disbelieve it for ourselves. Do we not? We read it. We believe it. And yeah, I know that overall that's true. But then we turn right around and in this particular situation, this scenario, this junk I'm in right now, I disbelieve it. I don't, I don't believe it for that. What is your heart, heart diagnosis that upended what you thought was coming next? What's the diagnosis you got that totally upended what you thought was coming next? What made so much sense and then was just gone? gone, like a rug pulled right out from underneath your feet? What new and maybe really weird to you thing did you do as a one-off? And maybe somebody said, hey, you know, why don't you try and dot, 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 you know, whatever that is and and do that some more because you're, that was good. I think, yeah, this might be a good fit for you. Maybe you've set it aside because it doesn't seem possible or it doesn't make sense. Anything like that in your life? Could God be attempting to do the impossible? And the only thing getting in the way is your sensibility. If nobody has mentioned this to you, let me just say that Jesus is not bound to work only in sensible ways in the lives of his disciples. He works wonders that are meant to astound us. He is the Lord of the impossible. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Yeah, well, you know what, my friend? Probably that did not seem in the least bit sensible or possible I'm telling you, it didn't make sense to anybody who was there that day or to anybody who's, you know, walking down the road one day and they run into the formerly totally completely dead Lazarus and have a conversation with them. Sensible? Look, we can't let our our decision about what's sensible totally nix the impossible that Jesus wants to do. Is, I-S, is. This verse is for your present tense life, my friend, like what you're living through right now. And God He does not. He does not lie. He does not lie to us. Okay, that's it for this episode. And um, hey, it's been a while since I have asked for any podcast reviews, but today I'm just going to ask. Like I have this mentorship group that tells me to ask for reviews and I'm really, I'm really bad at that. So this, a review of this podcast would be awesome. Just asking, leave a review uh, wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just wherever. That would be awesome. Thank you so much in advance for that. And be sure to check out the Life Skills Leadership Summit. Um, there is a free ticket option and it's uh, kicks off 
next week. If you buy an upgraded all access pass, you get access to everything early. So they that's already like you can already get access to everything, like all the things forever. The free version, you just have it for a limited time, which is fine. Totally fine. I love the free stuff. I was a homeschool mom, frugality. I get it. Free is good. But I'm speaking three times in that summit. And one of those sessions is about self-care. Another is about entrepreneurship. And one is about being a disciple while also making disciples. So, um, you know, we're supposed to be doing both at the same time. I would love for you to be a part of the summit and catch those sessions or any of the other ones that might interest you. Uh, But self-care is really different right now in COVID times than ever before. It has like a whole new lens we need to look at it through. And uh, it's, it's maybe more important now than it has been for people in westernized society in like my lifetime and then um the one on discipleship yeah that would be very fitting for people who listen to this podcast i think it would be encouraging and there's a little tail end that's all about praying god's promises over your life so um you know i'll put the link in the show notes and you can probably find that link in something like on my facebook or something but that's that okay and hey stay warm here it's uh or stay warm you stay warm wherever here is for you it's finally getting warmer here in kansas uh, when it hit two degrees earlier this week, it felt like so warm outside. That was strange, but true. I'm thankful for the warm up for sure. I'm thinking you probably are too. And I know that um, if you're in Texas, I'm praying for you. I have seen some things that break my heart and I just don't even have the words. I really don't. And if you haven't seen anything going on in Texas, it's not just that they don't have power. Um, there's way more than that. They don't have uh, food. There's not food available at stores. They don't have water in many places. And they're boil orders and they don't have water. Um, for many of them, Texas homes are not really built to sustain what they're being asked to sustain. I can't tell you how many video clips I saw um, just today, actually, of entire ceilings and houses caving in caving in and flooding you know you have water that is a couple of feet deep well what exactly do you do with that kind of water in in freezing temperatures and there's not really anywhere to go and there is no gas to get so you can't just get in your car and maybe drive somewhere because the roads aren't clean they're they just don't have the they're not like us up north they're not ready for this you can't even drive anywhere and you can't get gas because the gas is gone because guess what everybody's used it for their gas uh, generators and uh, anyway if you think of it, pray for them. And if you have opportunity to um, give in some way, I'm telling you, it will be a blessing. When people don't have water and they haven't had heat, and you think about having all these little children, and it is like, you know, what the temperature is outside is basically what it becomes inside after so many days. You're not that much warmer and you have no water and you've got kids. This is, and then your ceiling caves in and your whole house floods. You know, just pray just pray. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to do. You pray, you ask the Lord if there's anything he wants you to do. He's a good God. He cares about what's going on in the lives of his children. So let's be the hands and feet of Jesus in any way we can in this time in our country. And I will see you back here next time for episode 55, 55. And please remember, please remember, God is not a liar. Everything is possible with him. And everything he said he's going to do for you, every promise he's made to you, he's going to make good on going to make good on. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.